0: It's Cookie Lab.
1: Hi, and welcome to Cookie Lab. I'm Jill.
0: And I'm Chris. And today we come with bearing answers to a question.
1: What about cookies?
0: Oh, well, we always come with cookies, but we have the okay, extra good. special benefit today of bearing answers from one of our listeners it was our listener Susanna w who asked us after we talked about corn syrup and sugar whether ma- and
1: and agave
0: yes we have been on a sweetener kick haven't we
1: i guess so next up monk fruit
0: oh is that sweet monk fruit cookies there's a challenge
1: that i'll i'll, I'll work on that this week
0: okay excellent Susanna W. asks, is maple syrup sweeter than sugar? What do you think?
1: If I had to guess, I would say no, but I can't be sure. Because maple syrup has such a distinct flavor that that confuses me as to the sweetness.
0: Yes, I would have guessed that it was sweeter. Okay. I don't know why, but I'm still stuck on the fact that corn syrup which i thought was sweeter than sugar is actually less sweet than table sugar
1: right you told us that on a previous episode and i was surprised
0: yeah it just doesn't make sense to me but it is the truth so guess what i did
1: you did you do a a blind taste test in your laboratory no your laboratory no
0: i created our first ever cookie lab cookie recipe
1: an original recipe that we didn't just blindly steal off the internet
0: that's right i looked at many recipes for maple cookies some used maple syrup some used maple extract and then there were a whole bunch that were like sugar cookies that you would cut into the shape of maple leaves and just serve as like a sugar cookie.
1: What? That sounds like a bait and switch.
0: That's right. And sometimes they had like a maple frosting on them
1: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. for
0: the sugar cookies. But they were just sugar cookies with a maple frosting. So I wanted a nice chewy cookie that was thick and didn't fall apart. But I didn't want it as thick as, like, say, a snickerdoodle. No. And I wanted a cookie that really had a nice maple flavor.
1: In the cookie itself.
0: In the cookie itself. And I it had to be made with maple syrup. Okay. Now, it turns out that you said that maple syrup has that distinctive maple taste. Mm-hmm. If you bake with maple syrup and you've got to put in some other kind of sugar because you have to cream the eggs and the butter and you need some sugar in there and the maple syrup just For makes just it like
1: texture wise Yeah,
0: a mushy mess. Okay. Well, if you just use maple syrup, you're not going to get a very strong maple taste. You're not going to mm. get what what you want.
1: Now, get- what about I'm I'm thinking about there's maple candy that is like maple flavored kind of sugar. Like there's isn't there maple sugar?
0: Yes, there is maple sugar, but I wanted to use maple syrup. Okay. Right, because the question was about maple syrup. So, first of all, did you know that the Iroquois, the Native American tribe, claims to be the first to discover maple syrup? The story has it that Chief Woxus of the Iroquois found the sweet syrup when he threw his tomahawk into a maple tree in the cold of winter. The next day, the sun warmed the sap inside the tree, and from the hole sprung forth the tasty syrup.
1: I mean, there's no reason not to believe that those trees grow in this area, in the Iroquois area, in the yeah, all it, of the northern United States. I would think, and those folks have been around here for thousands of years.
0: They were indigenous to the northwestern New York, and there's a couple little problems to Chief Wokes's tale. Really, if you threw any type of object into a maple tree in the dead of winter, not much would come out of it because the sap really isn't flowing. Now,
1: Well, you need, yeah, what's dead of winter? It, it happens here in Massachusetts around, in February, you need cold, cold nights and warm days to get the sap running.
0: Yes, exactly. And so if it did come out, the sun would have warmed it up and it might have flowed a little bit. But have you ever tasted maple sap?
1: Yes, it's not that sweet.
0: It's not that sweet. Now it may have been,
1: but like bugs, cl- bugs, you know, go to it. Sure, crawl over to it because it is sweeter than nothing.
0: Yeah, and the Iroquois may have found that since they, they might weren't... have
1: followed the bugs,
0: <laughs> and they weren't eating Domino sugar cubes.
1: Right, right. They weren't eating Google clusters for breakfast.
0: Yes, and they didn't have Cookie Lab. Right. So
1: they may have agave. found it
0: sweeter exactly they may have found it sweeter now you know cuz i think you've said it before how much maple sap you need to make 1 gallon of maple syrup
1: yeah i believe it's 40 to 1 i i used to do it with my kids
0: it is that's it's a yeah. lot it's a lot we've done it but
1: also can i just ask like is there any maple maple syrup in europe could someone else also have discovered it on a different continent or around the same at a different time, like is this chief the only guy who who found this? The reason I ask is that I know there is a French word for maple, which is arable, which has nothing to do with anything, but I thought, well, I, guess, I suppose that could be Canadian
0: well, yes, sure, so there are over a hundred species of maple trees,
1: mm-hmm, many of which don't make sweet sap.
0: It's the sugar maple that you want.
1: Right. And you know how you can tell when you look at the leaf, the leaf of the sugar maple. I'm holding up my hand, guys. Picture a maple leaf like on the Canadian flag in between the fingers, in between the lobes of the leaf. If it's pointy like a V, it's not going to have sweet sap. If it's rounded like a U, like in the word sugar, you're going to get the sweet sap. Oh,
0: I didn't know that. That's excellent. So really, it is indigenous to eastern Canada and eastern United States.
1: The sugar maple.
0: Exactly.
1: Okay, okay. So the French now, trappers... Now it's coming together for me.
0: ...may have brought some sugar maples over to uh, Europe, but... Or they
1: just might have had maple trees that weren't sugar maples. They were arable.
0: Exactly. The Iroquois tail may be the first use of... I'm
1: going to give it to Chief Chief Wokesis.
0: Okay. All right. Well, here on Cookie Lab, we have given one point to the Iroquois, zero to the Europeans. And now, on to the cookie. So, I took a recipe from the Food Network. I took a recipe from a Canadian uh, source. And I took some things from my head. I didn't want the cookie to be too flat. so
1: It's interesting. You didn't want it to be too tall or too flat. You had exactly. a very specific vision for this cookie.
0: I did. I was worried that whatever cookie I made would just would come out of the oven looking great, and then it would collapse. Uh-huh. So I used a couple tricks. I used baking soda. I mm-hmm. used baking powder. Mm-hmm. And I used a quarter teaspoon of... Cream
1: of tartar. Cream of tartar.
0: Yeah, and then I used my other tricks of of refrigerating the dough for about a half. Like an hour. Like overnight? No, oh, just, just a half, half an hour. hour. Okay. Because anything more than a half an hour just adds flavor. It gives it time to for the flavor. But you to wanted make. a big flavor. Yeah, but I was more concerned at this point about the height of the cookie. And then okay, but
1: Susanna W did not call in and say. How do you make a cookie that isn't too short or too tall?
0: <laughs> right. Exactly. So, I knew that I was using maple syrup, and okay. I know from our agave and from our corn syrup that those make the cookies spread out. Mhm. Because they're liquids at room temperature anyways. Mm-hmm. There was and the, and none of the recipes that I that I was considering used granulated sugar. Whoa. So, I was worried about this. So, after I refrigerated the dough, I also froze the dough balls as I put them on the baking sheets. So, I put them on the baking sheets. With
1: your special freezing breath?
0: With my special freezing box.
1: Laser gun?
0: called, Called her... A freezer. So I put so them So here, what on, you
1: said, you, you made balls of dough on the sheet and then placed the sheet in the freezer?
0: That's what I did. And for 15 minutes. So I had all these things to make the cookie rise, to overact the liquid ingredients that I was putting in instead of sugar. Mm-hmm. And then I had my tricks of the trade of, of chilling to also help them be the right size not,
1: not spread okay
0: yeah the other thing that i did for the flavor part of it was i used maple extract as well as maple syrup okay so we can taste them and then uh, i can't
1: i'm i can't you can wait <laughs>
0: tell me if you think it's a sweeter cookie than normal
1: oh then like a sugar cookie
0: and then
1: and then
0: i made a frosting for the top of it Oh, frosting. With, with confectioner sugar, maple syrup, and heavy cream.
1: Mm. And... This is going to be yummy.
0: A pinch of maple extract.
1: A pinch? Is maple extract a liquid?
0: I don't know. I put in a few drops.
1: Drops? Okay. Yeah, so... Was this an essential oil?
0: It's an extract, so I think it's just mixed with alcohol.
1: Okay, can we eat this cool looking
0: yeah so what treat. do you My think it looks like what do you think it looks like
1: well it looks like it's gonna be yummy however <laughs> i will say i thought it was funny when you said you were trying not to make it like a snickerdoodle because it looks like it's gonna be like a snickerdoodle it's like a kind of it's round and and it looks a little cakey but, but maybe not, i'll bite into it and it will be crunchy i, hope, I don't even I know i hope
0: it's not as cakey as a, as a snickerdoodle I, think, I hope it's a little more dense OK. And it's also got pecans in it. Oh, because like
1: ground up in the
0: dough, uh, chopped up. Yeah. OK. Chopped. Just chopped. You'll you'll taste them as you as you bite into so it. So
1: what do you what are you what are you going to call this create this I'm going lab to original
0: to call it a frosted maple pecan cookie.
1: OK. I think that's <laughs> a great name for it. I'm and I'm ready cook, to taste the it. The
0: Cookie Lab Maple Frosted Maple Macaron. Yeah,
1: pecan I'm ex- I'm I'm really excited that that cook that the laboratory has been put to use in this way.
0: Uh, thank you. All right. So, and then it's frosted, right? You can see the creamy frosting on top of it.
1: It looks the frosting looks amazing.
0: And you can smell the the maple in the frosting. Smell the frosting, not the
1: bottom. Yep, I can smell it. Okay. All right. Good maple smell.
0: Here we go. I'm
1: curious. <laughs> I almost want to try one without the frosting so I can see how you did in pure form. It's wonderful.
0: One of my children lab assistants tasted the cookie without the frosting and said, it's just a hint of maple leaf.
1: Right. So maybe. But in terms of sweetness, yeah. Can I use my teeth to kind of scrape the bottom and get a bite of cookie without frosting?
0: There are no rules for eating.
1: It's not not sweet. I'm going to say it's about the same. It's normal, yeah. Normal sweetness of a, of a cookie. Mm-hmm. Delicious. Even though I didn't know about the nuts, the nuts are kind of making it for me.
0: Yeah, otherwise... The nuts
1: and the lovely texture of the dough you created and that sweet frosting.
0: And you see the difference between the snickerdoodle and this cookie?
1: I do. It is not not like a snickerdoodle, but also not like a chocolate chip cookie. It's its own thing.
0: It's in between, yeah. I'm really enjoying it.
1: Can I have another one?
0: I gave you like nine of them, so have at it.
1: I've eaten nothing but carbs for 48 hours, and it's not going to end well.
0: (laughs) The recipe for these cookies, if you want to try them, is on our Facebook group, Cookie Lab Pod on Cookie Lab. And you can find that with all the other recipes, and this is very exciting because it's the first recipe we have ever created. And when we say we, we mean you. We the lab. Lab and lab Mm -hmm. assistants. I don't think I would change anything.
1: But I don't really know the answer. Is the answer that maple syrup is the same amount sweet as sugar?
0: Well, the answer comes down to science.
1: I'm hoping you're going to enlighten me.
0: Yeah. So I've already said that corn syrup, as a reminder, is less sweet than table sugar. That's because... Our tongues find the sugar molecules in table sugar sweeter than the sugar molecules in corn syrup. And that's because table sugar is made of a two-part sugar chain composed of...
1: Glucose and fructose.
0: And we call that sucrose. Sucrose. Okay. I remember! Very good. Corn syrup is made of pure glucose. Fructose is sweeter than glucose. And as a result, the granulated sugar is sweeter than corn syrup. Maple syrup is sucrose.
1: Oh, so that's what table sugar is. Just like table sugar. In nature.
0: But only about 95%
1: sucrose. What's the other
0: 5%? Water, other minerals, some chemicals
1: that don't add sweetness. So then it's the answer is that it's a tiny bit less sweet?
0: It turns out it's about 60% as sweet
1: Oh, why such a big as,
0: big as sugar uh,
1: change? If it's na- if it's ninety five percent sucrose, I would think it would be ninety five percent as sweet.
0: Yeah, and on a scale, if sugar is a is a one on the scale, maple syrup comes in at about a point six. Uh, high fructose corn syrup is only a one point one, so it's only about ten percent. Oh gosh,
1: they make it sound like it's
0: right, exactly
1: one million times sweeter.
0: Agave. Nectar is about 1.4. Ooh, sweeter. Yeah. Honey. Yes, dear. A one. (laughs) Honey is a one. Honey is a one. Which is the same as table sugar? One to one. Yeah. Okay. And brown rice syrup is about uh, 0.5. Okay. So maple syrup is less sweet and it's less sweet because it's just not as concentrated. Now Here is the fact of the podcast. You asked, what else is in this? Well, there is a phenolic compound. Don't know in, what that is. In the molecule, a phenol, a taste or smell chemical. Okay, okay. You never noticed that sugar doesn't smell like anything?
1: Yeah, I have noticed, yeah.
0: Yeah, not many phenols in sugar. It is called Quebecol.
1: Oh. Uh-huh chief woke is gonna have to answer to the (laughs) micmac
0: the micmac i
1: don't yeah what are those uh what tribe is up there in quebec in quebec
0: oh i don't know but quebec call named after the province where the majority of the world's maple syrup production originates and it was first isolated in 2011, by scientists at the University of Rhode Island, and it is so exclusive to maple syrup that it's not even present in raw maple sap.
1: So it's something. It's a. Is it a milliard reaction after after you boil the sap down into syrup?
0: Yep. It's a. Well, it's not no relation to milliard but it's a chemical reaction that occurs during the transformation through heat and evaporation of the sap into syrup
1: so that's where the flavor that's that's the origin of the flavor that's it yeah it's not in the tree
0: no no it it it, it is created through the uh, fire the process of of uh, evaporation yeah. yes yeah and then so people are really Interested in what benefits, of course, this could have uh, for the human population. And
1: it's, I'll tell you what, it's tasty.
0: Yes. And in Petri dishes, if you take breast cancer or colon cancer cells, the Quebecol by itself will stop the growth of those cells. What?! Now that, Did
1: we just cure cancer on Cookie Lab? <laughs>
0: no, no. As we've said many times with terpenes and other things, in a Petri dish you can get all kinds of things to happen, but that very rarely translates to doing things in vitro in the in, oh, the, hu- that's in the human body. I was yeah. excited. Right. So don't get people all excited and don't get people you know out chugging maple syrup because... Uh, that's not what we're saying. But it does, you know, it, 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 it may have some anti-inflammatory properties. What they have to do is determine what is the active portion of the molecular structure that actually, you know, does all of this and, and see if they can refine it and, and use it. But there are ongoing studies. Remember, it was only discovered in 2011.
1: More to come. More news to come.
0: Yeah. So right now, the big study is that uh, in 2021, there's a study of the benefit of Quebecol on periodontal disease, because that's an inflammation disease.
1: Sure, sure. So, Your gums. Yeah. Ah. Puffy. Yeah.
0: So while we eat our cookies, maybe we're doing a good thing
1: Yeah, for maybe we don't our need gums. to brush tonight. Yeah. Yeah, let's, no brushing and flossing. Just eat Chris's, Chris's cookies. We're
0: going to try that for a week and come back and report.
1: I'm going to try it for six months and then see what my hygienist says. <laughs> She's going to be pleased.
0: She's going to say, keep your paws off those cookies, Jill, <laughs> and pick up a toothbrush.
1: <laughs> They're probably right.
0: I think we'll just check in next week and see how we're doing with a limited amount of of moderation of cookies and tooth brushing. Okay. Okay. It's a deal. All right. Excellent. Thanks for trying the cookie, Jill. Oh, my
1: gosh. Thanks for giving it to me. I know my family's going to gobble them up.
0: And thank you to Susanna W., our avid listener. For that great question. Keep those questions coming in. This was fun. We love answering questions. We've had two very successful uh, listener question answering sessions with the Chip Witch my favorite on Cookie Lab and Mm -hmm. this. So, keep them coming. See you next week, Jill. See you next time. It's Cookie Lab.